Throwing Fists Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. And, uh, oh, I'm dropping Red Bull all over the place around here. You see, that's what happens when you drink Red Bull. Yeah. Well, if Hans Molenkamp just sponsored us and we had Monster Wait! Energy. You said you were... Oh, no. That's what you said. You said you were going to keep drinking Red Bull until Monster sponsors yeah, us. Yeah, but now I'm not even saying that company's name anymore until they sponsor us on this podcast. Just RAR? Yeah. We're not... Yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to be authentic. We're trying to make this cash. <laughs> so, that's how we're starting off. <laughs> I know! The new year! The new year. <laughs> Pay me, Monster Energy. <laughs> Until then, I'm going to poison myself with Red Bull and drop it all over the couch. Cash money, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, hope that everyone had a great holiday season. Uh, we certainly did. Um, super crazy time. Uh, I had the bright idea of getting my wisdom teeth removed right before Christmas. That was smart. That was so smart. Yeah. And then, uh, what else happened? Oh, yeah. And then I overdosed on ibuprofen. Didn't know that could happen. Well, it wasn't an overdose. It was like a seepage <laughs> of ibuprofen in your esophagus. I burnt my shit. I burnt my shit. And uh, you nursed me back to health, so thank you for that. I know. But for once, you you're at, you actually showed up prepared because you carried your weight around here at the Holding Hands. Of I know. I kind podcast. of only did it because you were sick that day. I was like, oh, I'm going to sit on the computer. And I did like some things. That's it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Episode 8. Let's do a little review of some of the fights. There hasn't been that much going on because of the holiday season, but there has been some cool stuff. And then we'll do our little uh, 2019 year in review as we look forward uh, to 2020 and all the goodness that's happening there. Yeah, let's get through the end of 2019 real quick. Cool. UFC Busan uh, took place during the day. It was one of those nice Saturday day cards, if I remember correctly, that we liked so God, much. That was two weeks ago. That feels so long ago now. Was it only two weeks ago? Two or three? Maybe three. I don't know. Um, Gosh. Okay. But we learned a little bit about the world uh, through the lens of fighting, and that's pretty nice. I didn't know that uh, there was a place in South Korea called Busan, or Busan, <laughs> or whatever, and Wikipedia says it's a large port city in South Korea known for its beaches, mountains, and temples. Uh, they showed a bunch of footage during the fights, and it was actually really freaking cool. And now I want to go to South Korea to go to the beach. Yeah. I'm down with it. Yeah. Any beach. Worldwide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the UFC uh, to go to Mykonos. It uh, could. It can't. It won't happen. No, it's impossible. Okay. <laughs> but if it ever does, it'd be pretty awesome. Um, so what... What happened? The yeah. two best parts from that that we want to share with our friends who listen over here. Uh, number one, and we missed this happen live, but it went viral after. Uh, Charles uh, Jourdain from uh, Montreal. I think it's from Montreal. It's definitely from Canada. Uh, he's a young kid, like 20, 21 years old. And he um, won his match. And he asked uh, the UFC, which is <clears throat> in his post-fight press conference, which is usually a big, big no-no to ask for... Um, to actually ask for a performance bonus, he asked uh, for the 15k uh, performance bo- bonus because he wanted to move out of his parents' house, and it was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> but did he get it? I think he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, good on the UFC for doing that. So that's a memorable one. Uh, and then the other one, uh, Korean Zombie beat Frankie Edgar, which is super sad since we're big Frankie Edgar fans. Bittersweet. Yeah. He. T- 
took the fight on short notice. Yeah. And uh, Korean Zombie... Korean, so Korean Zombie is a guy who's uh, Korean and got his nickname because he would just, when he was younger and he would fight, he would just fight through insane punches and just keep walking forward and just keep coming at you like a zombie. Um, but he took a few years off because he had mandatory uh, military service. Um, and then since he's come back to the UFC, he's actually gotten a lot better technically. And he's not just walking into stupid stuff. Bellator had two events over the past few weeks, which was fun. Uh, you want to hit up uh, Bellator Hawaii? Yeah, that was the last thing we spoke about in our last podcast. Seven years ago. Seems like seven years ago, but we're back, bitches. Ha ha. Um, and it was Bellator Hawaii, you remember, because we were talking about Ali Malay defending her belt, and she did the sick dance at open workouts. And when she came out, oh my gosh, that's... Sh- that should be something else to talk about. Um, when she came out before the fight, she did another traditional Hawaiian dance, which it is unfathomable to me. Like you're about to beat someone up and use all those skills and use all the things you've remembered, and you have to remember a dance. <laughs> it's like so nuts to me, and and like an emotional dance. Yeah. But it's like the whole, it's the haka, right? That's what she did. Yeah. But the whole point, yeah, the whole point is like. I know, like, ancient going Polynesian to... people did that shit before going into war. I understand, but she's not ancient. So, anyway, freaking amazing. And she won. Uh, the other person from that card, even though there were plenty we could shout out, but we need to get to our top five, was AJ McKee. The Bellator Featherweight Grand Prix is going on. AJ McKee is such a young, funny boy. <laughs> um, but I really like him, and he's he's definitely getting his name out there. I think he has a good chance of winning this Grand Prix. Uh, we, I kind of used to tell be the one that like kind of not taught you but told you little things about MMA when and when you were kind of first getting into it now I don't know shit about any of the newer guys and I and I have to hear it from you so I don't know anything about AJ McKee and you t- talked about him like multiple times about how cool he is and how he kept winning and also like his dad didn't he fight on the same card as his dad I think it was the last card yeah which I mean his dad is his dad, which is already crazy, and that's so cool to fight on the same card as your son. His dad is 49, like, WTF. And so they were on the same card. They both cornered the other person, <laughs> which is also crazy to me, and they both won. So, like, good for them. Two Ws for the fam. That's yeah. awesome. Also, his uh, arm bar in this last uh, match was awesome. Super, super slick. So... Just wanted to say that I was very impressed when I saw that. Uh, the other Bellator fight during the past couple weeks was uh, Bellator. I think I think it was Bellator versus Ryzen, but it was mostly a Bellator event as far as we concerned. We were concerned in Japan, and what was uh, exciting and um, new about that is that that was one of the few times that Anna fell asleep during the fights, <laughs> and I had to watch them while she was passed out on the couch. Um, and then uh, Rampage and Fedor were headlining that. Oh, tell them about the most exciting fight that I missed where Rampage, Fatty McFuckfuck, just gave up. I mean, let's, let's, not, let's not say any fighter ever gives up, even if they do, because we don't know. I think he got hit and he didn't realize that he was going to 
Get him in a fight. Okay. Well, Fedor, Fedor looked relatively slick compared to what he looked in his past couple fights. So he, he caught Rampage. He went down. Uh, the cool thing about that, too, is that uh, Rampage after was so cool. Fedor and his group of stoic Soviets were just, like, taking pictures in the in the ring, not smiling, not excited about winning at all. <laughs> and Rampage jumps into it and is just, like, throwing his hands out and smiling. And then right in the middle on, like, the lower level, like, sitting down closer to the canvas. And it's a pretty great picture when you look at a whole bunch of Soviets and Rampage Jackson just kind of <laughs> smiling and looking Who awesome. just lost. <laughs> And I think I'm just going to say it officially again for the record. Rampage Jackson is my favorite fighter of all time. He's the guy who, when I first started watching fights, he's uh, the one who kind of made me fall in love with all the shit outside of the ring as well. And he was super hilarious. So, uh, Rampage, sorry you lost, but uh, you took it like a champ. And that was uh, it was awesome. Yeah. So, we want to start the year just looking back on 2019. Obviously super special for us. We we started this podcast. Um, so we came up with some categories that, uh, that are actually normal. So I'm kind of proud of us for being a little professional. What we didn't choose was the winner um, because we're both going to pick our own winners. And I don't know what George is going to say. He certainly doesn't know what I'm going to say. Uh-huh. So fighter of the year. Okay. Uh... The nominees are Israel, Stylebender, Adesanya, Jorge, Gamebred, Masvidal, and Henry, Triple C, Cejudo. <laughs> he would be so happy. What's his real him. nickname? Is it not Triple C? Oh, no, duh, I can't be. I don't be. know, but uh, <laughs> uh, our boy Aljo, Aljamain Sterling, has been talking a lot of smack on Twitter trying to get that fight. And, uh, I know, what does he call him as a... He, he called him Sapupu instead of Sahudo. <laughs> That's like not a cool diss. No, it was very first grade, but I, I appreciate Still it. Still with it. Yeah. Always with it. All right, so do you want to pick who uh, your fighter of the year yeah. is? I'm going to go with Jorge Masvidal. Uh, he came back this year after going into uh, the Dominican Republic jungle. Uh, doing that reality TV show where he kind of found himself again and came out uh, rebranding himself as uh, the street Jesus <laughs> and baptizing everybody. And we watched all his fights. Obviously, he fought on uh, the weekend that we celebrated St. Patrick's Day, which is a big day in this house over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched him uh, starch Darren Till. Uh, then saw all the, <laughs> all the lead up and the fortunate, unfortunate um, murdering of Ben Askren. And then, um, yeah, then then he got uh, Baddest Motherfucker of the Year award beating uh, Nate Diaz. So I got to go with uh, Mazadal. I love a good um, need to go to the desert to find yourself story. So That's, but more importantly, reality show. Well, it was a cool reality show, though. I mean, it's still a reality show, right? Yeah, but it's a reality show where it's uh, on, uh, like, Telemundo or something, where all kind of athletes, like Olympians and different sports and everything, and him, who's obviously a professional MMA fighter, uh, went out and did, like, parkour-style, like, uh, obstacle races. And they were all, like, sprints, pretty much. So it was right, pretty cool. Right, right. Okay. It wasn't like they were, uh, I don't know. Going to pump rules or whatever. Or <laughs> pump. What, what's the drink? Oh, sir. Sir, yeah. <laughs> Going to the restaurant for drinks. But now that you say that, Vanderpump 
uh, opening up a group fitness class. That's pretty awesome. I'm down. They are? I don't know. They should. Uh -oh. <laughs> Shh, cut this out. That's our idea. <laughs> yeah, we're in talks with Lisa. All right. I'm, I'm going to just agree with everything you said because there are four more things we need to talk about. So we need to like speed things up a little bit. But I still want to shout out Henry Cejudo. If for no other reason than on the first ESPN Plus fight card ever and the first fight of 2019, so people forget it, he beat TJ Dillashaw for the flyweight uh, belt. To save the fly flyweights. To save the flyweights. And Dillashaw was using EPO to help his cardio because he did have to drop a lot of weight. And so not only did he win, save the flyweights, um, he also beat the snake, Dillashaw. <laughs> and then who did he beat for the 135 championship later in the year? Then later Marlon in Marais, the year, right? yep. Yeah. And that is how he became double champ along with having an Olympic gold medal. That's my mom calling for people. Who listening. hear the vibrations. Yeah, <laughs> on the cool mic that I got. That's what happens when you get the mic. All right. I'll call I, you back, mom. I love you. <laughs> I don't think we need to go in any particular order, but let's go to fight of the year. Fight of the year. Uh, I'm starting because I want to teach you how to be faster. Cool. Fight of the year. Oh man, I'm seeing I'm starting, but now I don't I don't know. No. Fight of the year is really clear for me. George and I just rewatched it after pro we probably had already we watched it live, we watched it a second time. We probably watched it in bits and pieces a third time, and then last weekend we watched it in its entirety again. So I'm going with fight of the year, Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gastelum. It went five full rounds. Am I right? Now I'm, now I'm making things up. <laughs> it went, again, it went five full rounds. They were crazy. Both of them were so tough, so technical, so prepared for the other fighter. It was just, they amazed me. Wow, that was that so... is that, my fight of the year. That was so fast learn <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm being facetious <laughs> pick your fight of the year uh I'm gonna go um yeah I gotta agree it was great we were both like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> watching it it was crazy it was like uh awesome back and forth uh style bender is just insane and Kelvin really gave it to him um I will say and I can't just um straight up play drives without sighting but our boy P.T. Carroll, uh, who's an Irish MMA journalist, also uh, reminded everybody, he's like, the fight after that was Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier. And that also was an amazing, amazing, super cool fight. But I think everybody, like, well, I, I vividly remember having an adrenaline dump after Israel versus Kelvin fought. I, Billy was definitely over that night, and we were all like, like we, now what? I, now what? Holloway and Poirier, which is really fun to say. Try to say it. Holloway and Poirier. Holloway and Poirier. Holloway, Holloway and Poirier were the main event. And, like, I, I didn't want to watch it because I was just done after watching Israel and Calvin. Done, but also, like, there's no way this can be as good. 
even though it was as good. And before we move on to number three in our top five of 2019, I also want to shout out the referee, um, Mark Goddard, who's gotten shit in the past, because there were times at the end of the fifth round where Gastelum... Yeah, he was rocked. He was, yeah. he was rocked, he was but like, he made it this far. And so shout out to Mark Goddard for letting the fight continue and... And letting the judges decide who the winner was that way. Which was style bender, in case. Oh, yeah, I guess know. that's important. To, it mean, doesn't even matter. Yeah. I would have called it a draw. No, that's not true. Um, cool. What's next? Card of the year? Yeah. Are we going to go through the nominees or are we just going to go no, through? No, just spit out winners. We got to go. The winner. Num- uh, UFC 244. Mainly because it was in New York at Madison Square Garden. Is that why you're picking 244? I, uh, yeah, that's why I'm picking 244. I th- so this is one of the few where George knows what I'm going to answer, and I feel like he just cheated off of me. I did. I saw it because you highlighted it in our show notes that we have. We have notes, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> did you really just say 244 because I picked 244? Yeah, because we're trying to speed through this because we're already <laughs> over a 20-minute limit. I know, this is giving me such a... And then I see a list of all these fights, and then I see a, one card that's co- colored in green. So that's why it's the winner. All right. <laughs> We're not, like, parting the interruption. We just pick opposite sides on purpose just to fight or freaking skip and... And, uh, what's his name? Stephen A. Smith, your favorite. Oh, yeah. ugh. <laughs> we hold hands in, on this podcast. All right. 244, you actually heard us talk about because it was the New York card. That was the card where I picked losers in quotation marks because I didn't pick shit right. Um, Do you have real reasons to explain why it was a great card? It was just great. It was stacked all the way. And then Masvidal and uh, Nate Diaz was a super exciting fight. Uh, Caitlin uh, Chikugin was on it. so And she's fighting for the title. So she came out of it. Uh, Kevin Lee um, and I, 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 I just I'm just gonna call him Dizzy Gillespie instead of Gregor Gillespie. That should definitely <laughs> be his nickname. Uh, was super exciting, even though sad for Dizzy to lose. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Kelvin Gaslam versus Darren Tills on that. Yeah, that was a great card all around. Right, and but, ju- and two other people, Rosenstruck. That was sort of his like first getting his name out there. He was pretty far down on the card, and he fought two times since then. Did he? I think so. Two times? He, Rosenstruck was on 244? Yeah. One time you prepared for a podcast. I know. I'm feeling right now. <laughs> um, and then we'll just do a quick honorary mention that the first card of 2019 was the first fight on ESPN Plus, which is like the, the same platform as like Disney Plus, a subscription kind of service. And we went to it live in Brooklyn and Barclays, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. Uh, so thanks, Mom, for... I think my mom got a tickets, right? For that. Your mom and your brother. So thanks, Bella and Billy. <laughs> yeah. That's how gangster we are. We get two sets of tickets to shit. And also, honorary mention to the last card of the year, which we've already spoken about. So just listen to last episode if you have no idea what happened there. Wait a second. Didn't Cowboy fight the same night as TJ Dillashaw on the ESPN Plus? Uh, oh, my God. Thing? The one... Fucking time I do notes now. You're gonna say something's missing. No, I'm like, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. Live <laughs> <laughs> with all your microphones. 
This podcast is going to, I mean, we don't really edit the podcast, but I think I'm going to have to edit a lot of things. All right. I'm moving on to number four so that I can say my answer before George steals it. Um, We came up with picking the feel-good moment of the year in relation to MMA. Yep. Honestly, I feel like there could be a lot of feel-good moments George is really good at bringing up just, like, nice tidbits about fighters. And and so I feel like we already sort of throw them in. You yeah. sprinkle them in. Yeah. But I'm going to say, I guess for so- somewhat personal reasons, um, that for me, the feel-good moment of the year was Patty the Hooligan Hoolahan, a former um, MMA and former UFC fighter, became an elected council or elected to county council in Ireland and he wrote a book um, which was just both incredible tasks and also really nice to see a fighter who had to retire really early I think he's only 31 uh, doing something with his platform but also you may have seen on our Instagram page <laughs> George and I both bought one another the book for Christmas because we're nerds, yeah. but also because we knew the other would fucking love it, and we did. And Patty Houlihan responded to our post, so yeah. like, how it's feel good for everyone. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, and I think we're gonna have to start. This is gonna be our little angle. I think we are the world's first MMA podcast book club. So what are we reading next? I know. Uh, Bisping's book, right? Yes! <laughs> With the aptly titled Quitters Never Win. It's like the most awesome title ever. I don't care. Uh, I got it. It's already on my Kindle. There's so many books we could read. We could go like real serious and read like Norman Mailer's, which I've read already because I'm, you know, very well read. Norman Mailer's uh, uh, following of like Muhammad Ali, I think during the Rumble in the Jungle it was. Or we could go <laughs> like great. real ridiculous like Forrest Griffin's book. <laughs> we already free- read that yeah, like nine years ago yeah. don't pick it up everyone <laughs> all right um we're gonna jump to uh most anticipated fight of next year see down here we're looking forward yeah forward <laughs> do you want to pick yours um, yeah i'm actually i already know my answer but george can't see it highlighted in green for me so i want him to decide first all right I'm going to be long-winded. Oh. <laughs> I there's just no question. I need I like everyone else needs to see Tony Khabib fight. I just need I need to see it. I I I need to for my freaking life. Like for closure. I need to be able to move on. And I just need to see them fight. God damn it. So this reminds me of the meme I sent George over the weekend <laughs> while he was away with Patrick Grady and Patrick Brennan, my cousin and my brother, watching fights. The meme showed up <laughs> that said, men are disgusting. They only want one thing. <laughs> and then the bottom of his bottom of it says Ferguson versus uh, Habib. Habib. Which it's is, true. That's um, all he wants. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I've been... A vocal critic of my boy that we've been following uh, through his come up and through everything, Conor McGregor, and I've not wanted to see him fight, <laughs> and I was super disappointed. Not even mad, just disappointed. 
right to the heart. But he's fighting next week, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> are you, which are you picking, then? I'm picking Tony and Khabib because I have to. I just have to. Uh, yeah. Interesting. What are you picking? I'm totally picking Connor Cowboy. I love that they didn't do all the stupid press conferences and the fake, like, back yeah. and forths. And who knows why? It may be a good sign. It may be a bad sign because Connor usually does that. It, it feels good to me because this fight is the first in a long time for Connor that is about the fight. And if he wins, that is amazing and... I really would look forward to seeing him fight more. But if he loses, just go away and make your proper 12 whiskey money. Do it. Right? Like, we were both ready to write him off, but... Yeah. But we're also suckers, so we're going to give him <laughs> one last shot. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> um, cowboy, I think, has like a little mini-series on Amazon that's called More Than a Cowboy, I think. And it's all about, like, it's like an embedded style thing about him and the ranch and stuff. So we're going to watch it. That's cool. Starting, starting right. right after this. We totally yeah. should. Um, yeah, so I guess we're over time like usual, even more so than usual. But uh, it's a 2019 recap and 2020 looking forward. So, uh, yeah, we did a lot of cool shit in 2019 and we're excited for 2020. I think it's going to be cool. Absolutely. I'm excited. Thanks for listening, everyone. Anything else? No, do we have a shout-out for this episode? Yeah, I was thinking. This episode is brought to you by our mamas. Again? Again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? All right. It's a way to start I, off I the year. I wanted to shout-out uh, Despina, Georgia, Phil, oh, our God newest listeners. Yeah. I thought that would be nice. Yeah, you got actually, I, I'm sorry. I, for, I forgot. I want, You guys were on the list. I'm going to edit that, but you guys were really nice and gave us feedback. But we want to thank everybody for all the awesome feedback, for real, everyone. Eleni, Melissa. No. Oh, my God, you're cutting it off. (laughs) Luca, he gave me great feedback, even though he's only six months old. single person on the entire planet Earth except for Raymond and Nick.